Welcome to Highland Herald, a podcast where two Final Fantasy-obsessed brothers discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloists, Brothers of Light. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of Highwind Herald. I am your host, Wolfkins, and as never, I do not have soloists here today. As you probably gathered from last week, we have had some difficulty getting together. There's been some things going on with in my life that's just made it to where I couldn't really record, and then this week there's just been some scheduling stuff, and so, you know, he had decided that maybe it'd be a good idea for us to do these solo episodes, and... I thought it sounded like a pretty good idea, too. So last week, he kind of went through his life, his story, how he got involved with Final Fantasy. So I figured, you know what? We're still having trouble getting together. Maybe I could do one this week. So, hi. Welcome to the Wolfkin's Happy Hour, (laughs) which will not be an hour. But, uh, yeah, so I do want to cover a couple quick things of news before I kind of get into the whole you know, the whole topic for today. Now, there are some additional pieces of news that I want to go over, but I kind of want to wait until Soloist is here to kind of talk about that. So I'm just going to go over some of the quick stuff, mainly product stuff, because you know I love my products. So uh, first of all, if for those of you that are interested in the Final Fantasy trading card game, you know, we just had the Final Fantasy 14 starter pack come out, but now we have another one, Avalanche versus Shinra. So if you're interested at all in the trading card game or Final Fantasy VII, this, I think, is the one for you to try to get into this game. And, you know, we've talked about it on the show before, but the card game is really fun. So this is coming out in October, but it's available for pre-order now. And, of course, I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes so you can go straight there and pre-order if you want to. Another thing, for those of you out there that may play on Google Stadia, they are having a Final Fantasy 15 sale going on now through May 4th, so through Star Wars Day. <laughs> you can get that for 50% off on the Google Stadia store. So as far as I can tell, it's just Final Fantasy 15. I'm not as familiar with Stadia myself, so I don't know if, if that's the only Final Fantasy game that they have over there or what, but that one right now is on sale. And just a quick reminder for those of you that play Final Fantasy 14, you know, I'm sure you know that patch 5.5 is live. If you don't know, then I don't really believe that you play Final Fantasy 14. Or you could be behind, I guess. But the thing that kind of came out with that is the PS5 beta is now live. So if you have a PS5, you owe it to yourself to go get this beta because I'm telling you, it mm, it runs like butter. It's just amazing. And on top of that, not just the the new client with the faster loading and things just seem a little smoother, the PS5 version of this game has a completely revamped trophy list. So, you know, some of them kind of dovetail with the PS4 version, but a lot of them are totally new. I think there's like 96 trophies or something like that. The best news, too, is a lot of them will auto-pop for you. So there's a lot of story uh, trophies now where there wasn't before. If you log in, do one quest, one quest in the MSQ, or maybe another any quest, I'm not sure, it will start auto-popping those trophies. I auto-popped 30 trophies just logging in the other day. <laughs> it was awesome. They've also added in trophies for all of the expansions, Heavensward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers. A lot of them focus around some doing some of the raids or things like that, which, you know what, 
if you're working on your resistance weapons right now, if you're in the phase where you're supposed to be grinding out like the the Evilus Raid series or the Raid series, that'll just dovetail perfectly with this because there is a trophy for running each of those old raids. So I had just finished it. So now I have to go back and rerun those one additional time for the trophy. So I'm a little annoyed, but at this point I've got them down like the back of my hand. It actually is going to give me a reason to do the Heavensward raids too because when I was going through, I hadn't unlocked those. So when I was doing my resistance weapon, I kind of just skipped over that and just focused on the fates. But there's so many trophies that you can get now if trophies are something you're interested in. But yeah, if you've got a PS5, this beta is definitely worth it. I have been enjoying it immensely. And I don't know, things just feel a little better. It's taking me a little bit of time to get used to the PS5 controller because it's so much bigger. But now that I've had it for a little while, it's it's starting to feel a little more comfortable in my hands. So yeah, go get that beta. But anyway, since I'm kind of flying solo today... Not soloist like his terrible joke from last week. <laughs> uh, but since I'm kind of on my own, alone Wolfkins, you might say, I figured I would take this opportunity to just gush about Final Fantasy VIII for the next 20 minutes or so and just talk about how great that is because I don't have soloists here to crap on it. No, I'm, I'm kidding. What I do want to do is just kind of take a minute to, I guess, you, you should know us pretty well at this point, but I guess formal introductions... You know, how did we get into this and what it really means to us? Because like Solo was said last week, we, we covered this briefly at the start of the show. But at that point, you know, we didn't really have much of a listener base. And I'm not sure how many of you listening now kind of go back to start at the beginning. And we didn't even really get too detailed into it because we also kind of dovetailed it with some of our other stuff. So I figured this would just be a good opportunity to to kind of do that. So... Let's get started. Let's hop in our time machine and go back to the mid to late 90s. (laughs) I first heard about Final Fantasy from a friend of mine uh, back in elementary school. I used to go over to his house all the time, and he was the only man I knew that had a PlayStation. I, you know, I'd only had Nintendo up to this point. Super Nintendo mainly is really the only thing I had. And then he has this PlayStation, and it was... It was so new, and everything looked so nice, and the graphics were so pretty. And he was playing through a lot of stuff. I mean, he liked a lot of the JRPGs. Vagrant Story, I think he had, and some other things. Uh, I know he had Final Fantasy Tactics we got into later as well. But he had Final Fantasy VII. And I had never heard of this game. I had never seen it before, anything like that. So, But I remember you know, him saying, hey, let me show you this game. And then it would just become, you know, I would go over to his house after school every now and then, and I would just watch him play this game, and we'd talk about it, and I was just sucked into how interesting things were, and I got kind of wrapped up in the lore of all the stuff going on, and was just, it it was an experience and a game unlike anything that I had seen up to this point, because I'd just been playing Mario or racing games like Mario Kart or something like that, and this this story-driven adventure with an interesting battle system, and then even just playing things in the menu, like with your materia, it seems so weird. That's when I knew that I absolutely had to try this out. So Christmas was coming up. I pushed really hard (laughs) to get a PlayStation, and this was the year that Final Fantasy VIII was coming out. So for Christmas that year, I did get lucky. I managed to get from Santa a PlayStation and... 
a copy of Final Fantasy VIII. And I could not wait to try that out. So I, you know, I rush to the TV, I hook it up, pop in Final Fantasy VIII, and I realize I don't know how to save because I had only ever had Nintendo. I'd only ever had a Super Nintendo. It saved on the cartridge. I was a little confused how it saved on the disc. Oh, wait, it doesn't. Of course, it's like Christmas Day. So the stores are closed and what is open is sold out of stuff. So it took me forever to actually get a memory card. So I remember running the Fire Cavern on Final Fantasy VIII, oh God, probably 20 times just because I kept wanting to play it. So I just kept starting it over. It was the only game I had. So eventually, you know, you'd think that, okay, Final Fantasy VIII, my love at first sight, it wasn't really the case. I was still so kind of wrapped up in Final Fantasy VII because that was what I'd seen. I just couldn't wait to get back to it. So I ended up kind of stopping Final Fantasy VIII before I finished it. And I went back to seven, and then I just played the heck out of that. I mean, this was probably up until this point one of the games I'd put the most amount of hours into, and I was just sucked in. My party back then was Cloud, Red 13 because he's my favorite, and then Vincent because that was my friend's favorite, and he just convinced me that he was the best party member ever. I do regret to inform him, though, that I've, I've since, now that I'm older, replaced him with Sid, because I like Sid, and I like Lances, and I like Dragoon-type characters, so sorry, Vincent, and sorry, buddy, I kind of had to shelve him, <laughs> but but yeah, so, you know, that was kind of kind of my introduction, and I liked Final Fantasy. I liked it a lot. It didn't really catapult itself to my favorite series just yet. Uh, I did go back and play 8, finished that. And the second time I played it, something just resonated with me more. And I just ended up falling in love with the characters and the love story between Squall and Renoa. And just everything about that game just seemed to click. The world, the way things were, the card game, Triple Triad, oh my god. Everything just seemed to click better. And then Final Fantasy IX came out, and that one was okay, I got to the end, I remember beating Kuja, being super excited, and then Necron coming out of nowhere, and I was like on death's door, so he just wiped me, and I was like, no, this is dumb, I'm out. And I never actually beat Final Fantasy IX until like last summer. Like, I was at Necron, I was like, no, I'm not doing this again, Necron is BS. (laughs) But, you know, and this was, Final Fantasy though at this point was a game that I would pick up when the new one came out, I was very excited when ten came out. But it didn't launch itself into my favorite series of all time until Final Fantasy XI came to America. I remember back in the day, we were kind of sitting around, and World of Warcraft was a big thing, and a bunch of my friends were talking about getting into it. And I knew that it was a subscription base, and that was going to be a really hard sell for my parents to, to sign up for a subscription to a game. So I knew that whatever decision I made had to be the right one. So there were two options, really. I mean... EverQuest was around, but no one was really talking about that. There was World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XI. And I'd played some Warcraft in the past, but it didn't have, like, as fond of memories as as Final Fantasy did. So eventually me and one of my other friends did decide that we would give Final Fantasy XI a shot. And I remember I had it on the PS2, so I had to buy the network adapter. I had to buy the big thing that had the external hard drive to hold it. And I remember just booting that game up for the first time. And creating my character was is something 
I mean, I probably spent an hour or two, and there's, I don't know if you've played 11, but there's not that many options. <laughs> like, it's not a hugely customizable, you know, there's like two faces, two hairstyles for each each thing, like dark hair or blonde, <laughs> you know? So, but I just, I wanted to get it perfect. And then the name, I kept trying over and over. And eventually I settled on the name Wolfkin, no Z. So that's kind of where that started. It was multiple iterations, like over and over. It started as Wolf King, and that was taken. So I just dropped the G because I was just frustrated at this point. And it took that. And then later, Wolfkin was would be taken on a bunch of stuff because Wolfkin. I added the Z, and now that's that's my thing going forward. But from the second I made the Hume and loaded into Sandoria and that music starts up, I was hooked. Like, there was just something about it. I never, I had never experienced something like Final Fantasy VII a few years prior. But when I logged into Eleven for the first time, when I saw Vanadiel rendered on my PS2, I had never experienced something so engaging in the form of a video game. Here we had not just the characters and the style and the magic and all that stuff that I had come to expect from a Final Fantasy but we had a world that felt more alive, more thriving than anything that I had experienced before. I could see other players. I could talk with other people while we were playing this game a world away from each other. Because of the auto-translate function, you could play with people in Japan and still understand them as long as you were on at the same time. There was just something about it, and this sucked me in. Like, Final Fantasy XI became... You know how they pop up at the beginning and it's like, hey, don't forget your real-world stuff just because this game is fun? That was written for me back in high school, okay? Because there was a time when this is just all I wanted to do. I had the the strategy guide. And the strategy guide would like give you some layouts of the world, some maps, and it would give you a rundown of all the different jobs and stuff. I would take this places because I just wanted to live in that world even when I couldn't play. Like, I would take this on, like, vacation. I would read it on the plane just so I could be in Vanadiel while I wasn't in Vanadiel. And uh, it just, it it changed kind of everything. It, It just solidified Final Fantasy as that series that I was just gonna be a lifelong fan of. Because it gave me some of, honestly, my best gaming memories. But not just gaming memories. I I made some good friends. I'm sad to say that I don't really, I'm not really in touch with any of them anymore. That was more, I think, just me being younger and not really forward thinking. I did log in not too long ago and I had a message from five years ago from one of my old friends saying, where have you been? And then when I checked their profile, they hadn't been online in like three years. So it's just, it makes me sad, but, you know, even though we don't talk anymore, those those memories are still there. The times and the people that I hung out with, the fun that we had, those late night parties where you, you get into a party and you don't want to get out of it because it takes forever <laughs> to get there. Get, and then, you know, 4 a.m. will roll by, 5, 6, and you're like, I, I just don't want to leave this party. It's so good. And by that point, you've been playing with these people for hours. You've been chatting. You've gotten to know each other. You meet up again later. It was the peak of my gaming fun. I mean, I play 14. I love 14. 
but I don't think anything is ever going to capture that magic that I had of Final Fantasy XI back in the day. Like, even when I logged in not too long ago, it was fun. I felt so good to be home in Vanadiel. It felt like coming home. But, you know, where I'm at in my life and where the game has moved to, I just, it's never going to capture what I wanted. And that's okay. That's okay. Things move on. And just because things change doesn't, it's not going to take away from that, that time that I had and those amazing memories. Like, I just, you know, I know people hate this. I look back fondly on those hours spent in the dunes, just with people. It was always super populated. It's just, ugh, I loved it. I loved it so much. And since then, I've been with Final Fantasy pretty much, yeah, yeah, since then. I've, I've played everything since. So, you know, I've talked about on the show, it's harder for me to go backwards. Um, I'm trying to play through five now. It's it's slowly, it, it's going slow. It's it's not one of my best experiences, but everything seven on I've played and beaten. I have stuck with it. I plan to stick with it, and I've just really enjoyed everything that this game has kind of brought together and everything that it's kind of given me over the years. The music has also been a huge part of my daily life. I listen to it while I'm working. A lot of the time I listen to it while I'm like going for a walk or something just because I, I don't think that any other series, and this is like movies or games or anything, has a better score, a better soundtrack than Final Fantasy. Just the music in each of these games, even the ones I haven't played, is just... Oh, it's just on point all the time. Distant Worlds. Distant Worlds is probably one of my favorite concerts and another way that you just connect with people. And that's what I think I like the most about Final Fantasy is it it connects and brings people together either through 11 and 14 MMOs where you're literally coming together with other players or just going to Distant Worlds. When Soloist and I went to Distant Worlds a couple years ago, we went to a bar afterwards and we ran into somebody who recognized the shirt and said, hey, did you come for the concert? And then we had some drinks with them. We talked to them until 2 in the morning, until the, the bar closed down. Made some good friends, met some new people. And this is what Final Fantasy does for me, and why I love it. Is it's A, the game series is amazing on its own. The stories they craft and the characters they create are just so well fleshed out and feel real. And they're, most of them are, are truly identifiable. And the, the adventures they take you on are unforgettable. But apart from that, there's a common bond that you have with people when you just find another Final Fantasy fan. Maybe that's true for any kind of fandom, but there's just something about it to me that's special when you find that those Final Fantasy fans. And just, you have like that connection. And the greatest thing too, where every Final Fantasy is different. Everybody has a different one. And that's okay. Like, Soloist loves Final Fantasy IX. I love Final Fantasy VIII. Those, those experiences are so different, but they're still under that Final Fantasy banner, and we still have that common bond that we can just talk about. We don't have to agree on which game's the best. We don't have to agree on which games we don't like. But what we do agree on is that we both love Final Fantasy. It's both been a huge part of our lives and a huge bonding opportunity for the two of us. I mean, he mentioned in his that it's something that has been kind of a common thread through our relationship, even as brothers, something that we can constantly talk about, something we can fall back on, something we can play together when he actually catches up on Final Fantasy XIV and can run current content and doesn't make me just wait on him all the time. <laughs> but that's what I love about Final Fantasy, and that's why, that's why I agreed to do this podcast. 
So Soloist kind of went through his thing last time. He loved Let's Plays. He loved all this stuff. He has wanted to be a content creator for a long time. That was never something that I actually even thought about or considered. I have so much going on in my life. I barely have time for what we're doing now. And, you know, I'm married. I've got the kid. I've got a job. It's it's hard to find time, but he wanted to do this. And I, I too, have such a passion for Final Fantasy that it sounded like a great idea. So, you know, as, as the pandemic kind of stretched on and I was working from home, so I had a little bit more flexibility, I was like, okay, okay, let's give this a shot and we'll see how it works out. And honestly, it's been, it's been very fun. I mean, we've met some awesome people just doing this. Uh, back and forth on Twitter, I've got some mutuals that, you know, we have connected over this show. The people from Faces of Eorzea who came on the show, that was an amazing conversation. And I never would have met these people if it wasn't for this show. And I never would have done this show if it wasn't for Final Fantasy. That's just everything kind of comes back to... Well, not everything. <laughs> I'm being a little dramatic. But it comes back to Final Fantasy as just this connective tissue that brings people together from different walks of life. And I think one of the ways that Final Fantasy has such a broad appeal is the fact that they do vary their game style. They do vary what they're doing from game to game. It allows them to stay fresh and current and also offer a variety of different experiences for people. It, no matter what kind of game you like, unless you like just first person shoot, actually, no. No matter what kind of game you like, there's probably a Final Fantasy that will at least partially scratch your itch. And I stopped myself there because I just remember Dirge of Cerberus as a shooter. <laughs> so can't remember if it's first person or not. But Final Fantasy in its mainline series and all of its spinoffs tries to offer at least something for everybody. And, you know, some series do that, but not a lot do. And I think that Final Fantasy is unique in its approach to how it just reaches across so many different areas of, of fandom. I mean, even when you kind of look at Kingdom Hearts, how they've kind of crossed over with that, getting people that like the action-oriented and Disney. I mean... There's Final Fantasy fans in every corner of the world. And that's awesome. That's awesome. It's nice that we can all just kind of bond over that one thing. But that's kind of my story. That's how I got here. Like, yeah, like Tita's. <laughs> this is my story. But that's kind of how I got to this point, how we're doing this podcast. And I honestly have been enjoying doing this podcast, enjoying talking to all the people on Twitter and just enjoying meeting new people and just geeking out about Final Fantasy every week. But it all started, all traces back to, you know, me sitting in my friend's bedroom, just, you know, sitting cross-legged on his bed watching him play. Like, I wasn't even playing. And just being sucked in to this world of Final Fantasy VII, and then launching that into the stratosphere when I logged in for the first time in Final Fantasy XI. And then later... Once I really sat down and gave 8 the chance it deserved, just having that being one of my favorite games of all time, just connecting with the characters and the story in such a way that I really hadn't done with another story-driven game, or even novels for that matter. There's something about Final Fantasy VIII and the connection and the story between Squall and Renoa that just really captivated me once I was a little bit older and could understand the themes better than when I first tried it. And it just, that those, those were the three, seven, eight, and 11 that kind of solidified this as my favorite game series of all time. 
But I think that's pretty much my story. That's there's that brings you up to date with Wolfkins and now up to date with Soloist as well. If you listen to the previous episode, I know that these have been a little unorthodox. Um, it is a little weird, I guess, to listen to just one person ramble on. But we do appreciate you sticking around for these two, and hopefully you've learned a little bit about us and feel like we're not just disembodied voices on the internet anymore. But uh, we should be back next week with the the normal show, the trivia, and the news, and a nice discussion point with the two of us. That should be back. Our schedules do seem like they're about to open back up, so that will be nice. I've kind of missed talking to Solos. It's been two weeks now. It's just, uh, I want to get in and talk about some Final Fantasy and hopefully some 14 if he's caught back up to 5.5. But we do appreciate you listening, your constant support. We do appreciate when you reach out and talk to us, which, by the way, if you want to do that, don't forget you can follow the show at Highwind Herald on Twitter, or you can send us an email, highwindherald at gmail.com. You can also follow Solos on Twitter or me on Twitter as well. Reach out, let us know. We're always looking for trivia questions. We're always looking for show ideas or just to chat. Like I said, I love meeting people through Final Fantasy. I love connecting with other people about this shared love that we have. So join the show. Oh, we also have a Discord, which I always put the link to that in the show notes as well. So if you want to chat, hang out. If you play 14, you want to run some dungeons, let us know. We we are looking forward to meeting each and every one of you and you know if you don't if you don't feel comfortable we just appreciate the downloads and appreciate you listening and hopefully we can entertain you for a little bit at a time and that you're enjoying the show but with that i think i'm going to call this one a day i know these have been a little bit shorter but it's harder to do this when it's just one person so thank you for listening so much thank you for your continued support we've just finished up like six months of doing this so hopefully we can keep going for a good while longer But again, thank you so much. We'll see you next week.